Hey, what's up? It is another Get Geekish podcast. It's been a few weeks because it's been a big, busy summer, but uh, thanks for joining us once again. I'm Bino. That's Derek over there. Yo! Say hi what? to the people, Derek. Hi, people. Yes, you did it. All right. So uh, we do this every week. We do the Get Geekish podcast where we talk about some geeky ramblings or something that comes up in pop culture or something we remember from our youth, but uh, I was actually lucky enough to go to... Uh, wait, what is it? The daddy of them all? The... the, the... <laughs> Well, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, the, the, big, the, dad, the, the big one, the, the daddy of them all sounds weird. And the yeah, granddaddy of them all is shining frontier days too. Yeah. yeah. That's the granddaddy. Of them. So, I mean, yeah, you were, you were fortunate enough to go to something that we've been talking about for, I mean, a long time. Um, San, and that's San Diego comic-con. The, the biggest Comic-Con one international, I guess is the technical term, but I was going to say the biggest <laughs> one where they, uh, started suing other cons for using comic-con, right? Yeah, that still hurts a little bit. But they were the first, so I can understand it to a point. But I mean, that was always in the bucket list. When I started going to conventions, uh, we went to the very first Denver Comic Con mm-hmm. when they could still caught that, which was what ten years ago. Was and, it really? Oh. Yeah, and or maybe nine years ago, somewhere around there, about a decade ago. Mm. And that, that was the first one we went to, and we've gone to every one of them since. We've gone to a bunch of Fort Collins. We were we were tallying it up because we have all most of our. Uh, lanyards or badges for most of the cons and i think mm-hmm. we can say pretty comfortably that i've been to 30 plus comic conventions now so Which, you're you're becoming a pro yeah like i could you know semi-pro you know <laughs> well and that's the thing too is every con you know we've i've been to a few too is it's every con you learn something new from that con and you adapt it to the next one and sometimes you forget completely when you go to that next one you're like you know what we forgot mm-hmm. <laughs> so and, it's interesting. And so, so San Diego had always been a bucket list one. Uh, you know, always dreamed of somebody. Because if you haven't heard of how to get tickets, it's basically a lottery system that people try for. And some people have been trying for years and have never gotten tickets to go in. And we managed to get lucky. And we got tickets to go in 2020. Mm. And we know what happened. It didn't happen. So they finally got it back in and we got to get our tickets and got to redo our trip and go out there. And okay, we're going to San Diego Comic-Con. And I went in with the most bipolar expectations I didn't know what to expect exactly. I wanted well, thinking it was going to be. The, I wanted it to walk in and just blow my socks off and be the biggest, coolest, most amazing thing I've ever seen. And I also wanted to walk in and be underwhelmed by yeah, it's just another con that's crowded. So, what was your? Let, let's talk. Let's talk up to that moment, okay? You you okay. land in San Diego, which is one of the greatest cities in in, in America. Um, I love that city so much. But you're walking up to the convention and you're going, getting ready to go through the doors. What what were you feeling right then and there? Because I mean, if people don't know about this con, it's it's huge. It is. This is one where all the celebrities end up going to. Celebrities would dress up and they'll walk the floor, and you won't even know it. So, like, what was your thoughts? Going well, my into this? my original prep was I'm gonna have to wait in line so long to get anything done because we had to get clear passes, get wristband passes, get vaccine check passes, all this kind of stuff. But thankfully, I had a few ins because the people we went with showed up the day before. They got there Wednesday afternoon. We got there Thursday. So they kind of gave us the run of how things work. Because a bunch of people, like most of the big cons I've been to, are standing there waiting in line to get in when it opens. Mm-hmm. So starting early in the morning, people are lining up outside, standing outside in the freaking San Diego heat for those doors to open at 10 o'clock. But like other cons, if you're just going in the door and not going to one of the halls or something like that, you just wait till ten fifteen. You can walk in any door you want and don't have to wait any line. <laughs> that's what that's what's always surprised me is like 
we've been there. We've stood in the lines, you know, we've, mm-hmm. we've melted in the heat. And looking back at it, it's, unless you're going to a panel that's right there in the morning, there's no reason to go stand in the line because what you're, all you're doing is you're adding miles to your feet, which are going to be sore. And you're standing there just dying to go walk the floor that you're going to walk 10,000 times. You know, well, and see the same stuff. Well, if you don't like lines, uh, I, I wouldn't recommend San Diego if you want to see stuff because that's, to me, that is one of the biggest things that was like the, I guess, a disappointment of a lot of the stuff at San Diego is there. there's lines for everything from bathrooms to hot dogs to drinks to celebrity signings to getting seats to get like, if you want to do something, there was a line for it. Mm-hmm. But some people are cool with that. I'll give, for instance, the part that makes no sense to me is Hall H. That's the big monstrous hall where they do like Marvel did their big reveal this year and DC did everything. It is the huge hall where all the big things happen. It's gargantuan, but <clears throat> one, you had to win the SDCC lottery to get tickets to go to San Diego Comic-Con. Then the day before the Hall H, you have to go stand in the Hall H line, which is outside and twirled all the way around the convention center and then some certain times. Oh, jeez. In order to get... <clears throat> A wristband which allowed you to get in line for a Hall H presentation the following day. So the people that were, say, like at the front of the Marvel Panel H line, I was trying to figure out the math and I had to sit there like, okay, you to be up at this part of the line, you all had to wait in line probably six to 12 hours to make this happen, which. Again, to me, not worth it, because part of the dumb me when we, we first saw the Hall H line, because we just we mainly stayed in the convention floor and walked on the stuff and went to the the smaller ballrooms and stuff, stuff. Because I just going into it, reading all the, we found this uh, unofficial SDCC blog, which gave me a lot of tips ahead of time to not be sorely angry and disappointed. Because <laughs> it, it was one of those cons that if somebody just showed up like, oh, this is going to be great, I'm going to take my kids to see this, and we're going to do all these wonderful things, they probably walked out wanting to hurt people and never go back. Right. Because there's a lot of ins and outs and very specific things that have to go on. But regardless, the line of the holiday, so one time it snaked through four or five tenths of people going back, and then it went all the way down along the beach behind the entire convention center. And if you've seen that convention center, that convention center itself is like three quarters of a mile long. And it went all the way behind there, and then out around the pier, and then all around the next peninsula out there. All people waiting for the next day's Hall H Pass. I thought that looked miserable, but some people were loving it because they were just there having a good time. They had some card games, they were getting food from vendors, hanging out with their friends, and that was just their plan of we're going to go hang out and wait in line for this for hours, and they were having the time of their lives. So, more power to them. I'm just an old fuddy-duddy, and that did not like fun at all to me. <laughs> Well, that's the thing too. Is it's it's hard for me because like looking at that, you're spending all this money to go there, right? You know, some mm-hmm. of these people don't live in California; they travel just like you did, so they're spending the money to go in a hotel and all that jazz for a Marvel panel that lasts what an hour or two. Mm-hmm. And, and and there's some big cool celebrities <clears throat> and things that happen on there, but the panel is so huge that unless you are one of the first few hundred people in there, you're sitting in the back of an auditorium watching them on a screen anyway. Right. And my, my problem with it is is I, I don't have the FOMO personality of I'm not I was in the same room when they made the announcement of blah blah this and I'm so excited. It's like that's cool. Uh I'll I'll watch the YouTube recap tomorrow. I'm good. Like cool. That when sounds the, awesome. Uh, and that's what I was getting at is like as soon as they it's not even like a next day thing, it's like as soon as they make an announcement, 
it's on social media and the internet within 15, 20 minutes, if oh, that. And, and there's security and there's signs and people over there. There's no live streaming, no recording video during the panels. And every single one I was in, I saw dozens of people sharing p- pictures and videos from inside the panels. Like, right. It was, it, it, it's kind of a joke of don't tell anybody. <laughs> well, I mean, even, even that thing too is like the whole, I mean, we've been to panels with other comic cons, right? With Denver mm-hmm. and, and Fort Collins and everything like that. And sometimes they're great. You go in and, and have fun. But it, even when we went to, um, I don't remember, was it Neville? I don't know if you went to that one at the Denver. Um, we went in there and, it was cool, you know. It, we got to pick our own seat, and we, but we did have to stand in line. So you have to waste a good hour of your day. When you waste, quote unquote, depending on how you look at it, but waste an hour of your day standing in line to hopefully get in and get a good seat, and then you have to sit there and wait, and then they come on, and you get to do the whole thing, and then after that, it's just a whole herd of people out, and you're like, well, now what? Yeah, it was it was rough for that part, but. Um, that being said, we did get some cool panels because we, you know, when I think we're not going to see anything in Hall H, we saw the first lines, a couple that meant we're never going to see any of the panels. Why even bother at this point if we have to spend, because we had a 10 year old and a nine year old with us in tow. We're not going to go make them stand in line for four hours so I can go see some celebrity <laughs> line. But then one, one of the afternoon, Saturday afternoon, we were walking upstairs and there was like, oh yeah, ballroom seating, open seating, a bar. The thing that's weird about it is they don't announce who's going to be in all the panels. They don't announce what the panels are at all until two weeks before San Diego Comic-Con. And then even that, like the Marvel panel, the only precursor to it was it's the Marvel panel. They don't say if there's going to be celebrities there, what they're showing up. It's there. There's the DC panel. A few of them will give the teases of who's going to be there, but mm-hmm. it's almost just like a, a crapshoot of like, well, they're doing the panel on Marvel, so I, I bet one of the actors from one of the movies is going to be there. I hope. Hope it's the one I like, and so it's <laughs> it's rough for that because you can't plan exactly for it. But it kind of feeds into that FOMO, like you have to be there because you don't know what you're gonna miss, right. which I guess is what they're capitalizing on. But some of the big ones, I think people would have loved to be in because I heard that the panel had Keanu Reeves, the big Hall H. That one didn't fill up, so people were just walking into that one at the end of it because people hadn't been waiting in line. There was an announcement that he was gonna be there for something, so. There wasn't, you know, clouds of people waiting to be there, and some people just got to waltz in, and that's what we felt like upstairs. Got to go and see a Simpsons panel. We had a bunch of the creators and writers from The Simpsons up, and Matt Groening was going to be there, but he had COVID, so we couldn't. So when they were talking about stuff, they gave us a preview of the new Treehouse of Horror this year. They're doing an entire anime episode of The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror based on Death Note. Oh, that's awesome! And it's it's created. They actually hired a Japanese or a Korean. Uh, anime studio to create it so it's not just like Simpsons trying to do anime it's legitimately an anime studio made the episode (laughs) that's pretty awesome so we got to see that and then they were giving out prizes to some people asking questions which were hand-drawn Matt Groening Simpsons posters with like hey yeah COVID sucks wish I could be there Matt Groening you know draw hand-drawn pictures of Simpsons characters so that was cool and we saw another one with almost the entire cast a mythic quest uh, up on stage, and that was really entertaining to see all them up there. We uh, w- walked in through and saw half of the uh, the first half of the Critical Role panel and a couple other ones, which when you could walk in and sit down, like, <clears throat> I don't want to stay this anybody. We were going in the ballroom because they said there was open seats and it was really hot and we wanted to go sit down in the air conditioning <laughs> for a minute. We walked in like, oh, hey, that's the creators of The Simpsons. Would you look at that? Because it's you look at the the guidebook and it's like a phone book if you remember what those things are it's just stuff after thing after thing after thing after thing after thing and so that part was was pretty fun and then walking around the exhibit hall floor 
was the equivalent of the first time I ever stepped onto the strip in Vegas as oh. far as overwhelmingness. Yeah, I was going to ask how, like, you know, we've we've seen some epic merch floors, right, with cons, mm-hmm. and we've also seen some ones that aren't particularly the greatest, like, you know, with layouts and everything like that, and you kind of have to, like, fumble to find stuff. But how, how was it? Because I'm in, assuming uh, this con has been around for a long time, so you would think they would have things figured out. And for getting people flow. around, the float is pretty good. The only thing that's weird is back to more lines. Uh, one of the favorite things we talk about. There's actually a Twitter account called "What's This Line For?" for San Diego Comic Con <laughs> because there's lines for everything. Like I said, and even in the exhibit hall, when there's people doing signings for stuff, or when they're doing giveaways, or they're selling their exclusives and blah blah blah, they have lines for those. Mm-hmm. So there's lines around, but the lines they can't block the rows, so the lines have to continue. You walk up, like, oh sweet, there's only like five people online. Like, oh no no no. See that guy with the sign over there? You got to go photo him to go to the end. And you go to like five or six different breaks, and all of a sudden you're like, I'm now 500 people deep in line. This isn't worth it anymore because they just have to. You can line across this wall. They have to leave the door open, and then go across this wall, and then there's booths. So you have to go over to this part of the panel and go down the middle. So it was so confusing. You just saw people lining up everywhere, and you'd have to ask, like, what, what, what is this line for? Am I in it? Oh. So Oops. the lines for like merch and stuff were ridiculous. So you probably oh. did. You- did you get to see a lot of cool stuff? Oh, yeah, we I mean, saw it. Goes, the, 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 again, the, it didn't bother me because all the people that were waiting in line for stuff, it was either for signings with people, which if you wanted to be the celebrity that was signing at the table, that you get in line for it. That's cool. But the exclusives. I love collectibles. I love exclusives. But I don't love anything enough to go stand in line for four hours to get a different colored Funko because it says Comic-Con exclusive on it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing too. Is I mean, a lot of, Funko was selling a lot of their San Diego exclusive, like a, a lot of places sell like their Comic Con exclusive stuff online too. Well, well, they're so specific too. There's the Hall H exclusive one. There's the San Diego Comic Con exclusive one. Then there's the San Diego Funko booth exclusive. So there's like 35 versions of everything, which is it's, yeah. and I some of the people sharing their pictures. I was in a couple of the Facebook groups of people on there, you know, posting pictures of the hall, the stuff they got. Again, doing the math of you legitimately spent fourteen hundred dollars on Funkos this weekend. Like I, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what to say. <laughs> um, but I keep going complaining about stuff. We're going to talk about the good stuff. So in oh, the you're, you're not really complaining though. You're just kind of like so. I mean, yeah. we're comparing this because we've been to big Comic Cons. I think the biggest one before this one was Fan X in Salt Lake. Yeah, Fanex, was... Fanex and Denver are the two biggest ones outside of this one. And the the one-up that San Diego has above those is it has all the other companies are trying to show stuff off to. So there's experiences and mm-hmm. photo ops and things just to show off. Mm-hmm. You're looking at Denver and Fanex, almost every single thing there is legitimately just come up and buy something and just sell something. Right. This one there, I mean, they had the Lego booth set up with a bunch of huge, giant Lego statues and pictures. They had a giant, like, 12-foot-tall Lego Bowser that was animatronic moving around. You go take a video Whoa. picture in front of with him. Some of the, uh, I wish I remember the name of the first booth we went to. It was one of the collectible booths that had uh, the basically handcrafted figurines. Mm-hmm. They probably had, you know, you go to Denver or something like that, and you see a booth, and there's, there's five or six of them out there. This thing had probably a 20-square-yard booth with probably 100, 150 of these giant statues all on display, you know, all grouped together, a bunch of Spider-Man and Venoms over here, a bunch of Kingpin and Electro over here, a bunch of Batman and Derek, and all these, like, all over the place. Just the, the kind of figures you see in a store and 
wish you could have, but you'd have to mortgage a house to get them. <laughs> <laughs> there was a big giant life-size Thanos sculpture holding his giant double sword next to it. Um, there was tons of video screens everywhere. That was an interesting thing, too, because most of the cons, it's banners and cheap things going there. But this one, there's LED screens and banners and movie screens, and everything's just the next level. There was some artwork people were saying. There was a Godzilla print that was 30 feet tall. You you could buy it if you wanted to. <laughs> Did our friend Maddie tell you to get it? <laughs> I, took a, I took a picture and sent it to him. Um, but they've also got to figure it out because a lot of the high-end stuff, like those collectibles... They weren't selling them at the con specifically. They had the barcode so you could pay for it, and they would ship it to you. But it wasn't like, oh, sweet, I'm going to buy that $799 Ghost Fighters figure and carry it around the Comic-Con. It's like, I want to buy that. Let me scan it. Here's my money. You can send it to me, blah, blah, blah. That's pretty cool, though. I mean, because that was always one thing that was a pain in the butt when we're at cons. is like, you're like, I want that. I don't want to carry it around. I don't want to walk all the way back to the car or to the hotel I guess I'll get it at the end of the con, and you come back up, and it's like either they close down early or it's gone. You're like, well. <laughs> yeah, this one they had it picked up because a lot of the high-end stuff, you could legitimately just buy it online, and you'd get the discount or something special that you could only get it at the con, you know, for now. But you just don't have to worry about it. They also had a FedEx shipping area in the convention center at the front. So you could buy something and let me just walk to the front of the convention hall and pay to box it up and ship it to yourself home. That's like, pretty cool. That's awesome, too, because we got one. We had one print that we got. I thought ahead of time, like, we're going to get a bunch of prints there. I'm going to get myself a nice, hard plastic art portfolio, make sure it fits in my bags so and bring them all home. So we got art and put it in there. And the last print of the day we got, we dressed up as Firefly one day, so it was really cool Firefly print somebody had. Had him sign it, bought it, got it back to the thing. And it's two inches bigger than the portfolio I had. Oh, no. <laughs> so we had to put it in a plastic sleeve and like kind of bend it in the suitcase. And the whole way home was like, please say that doesn't get bent in my luggage. Please say it doesn't get bent in my luggage. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's in, inside the convention. That's the size. You go in the exhibit hall, and it's you walk. Imagine when you walk from one side of Denver to the other. Mm-hmm. You do that like three or four times to get from one end to the other there. Right. And it, and it's full front to back, top to bottom, left to right. There's stuff everywhere. That's pretty cool. Did you see any like, or what you thought was celebs walking around in costume? Uh, I, I didn't see them walking around in costume per se, um, but I definitely saw a hand. I almost got uh, run over by Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, had, had the, I saw you posted that. Had that happen? Well, uh, by the family was waiting in line to get a Tamagotchi of all things at the uh, booth there. Wait, 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 wait! Back the, uh, like the nineties yeah. Tamagotchi where you raise the little pixel creature and yeah, Tamagotchis are, are back again. Oh, okay. But they had a whole big booth for them, so they want to get some for the girls. And I, the line was like packed, and I was super hot, so I'm like, I'm, I'm not gonna let my my old man claustrophobia kick in. <laughs> so I just wandered around, and I was taking pictures of some guy in a. Uh, Predator outfit hanging out at the NASA booth, and everybody kept thinking he worked there. <laughs> and he was, I just want to take a picture, man. I don't know what, what's going on with this booth. Um, and then I started walking back, and then I just heard security start yelling. I'm like, what, what, what's going on? Like, hey, get out of the way, get out of the way. And they clear a path, and they're going by, and there's a cart coming. I look by, watch up my camera, and there, there was Ozzy Osbourne just waving to people on the back of a cart, getting driven through on the way out because he was there promoting something with the wrestling characters or something that he's got his name attached to. <laughs> And you're like that's 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 the the, the prince of darkness. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, one of the other ones that I was walking by, and I did a double take. He, uh, if 
you know, he probably saw 10,000 people that day, so it wasn't memory, but uh, Dan Fogler was at one of the booths just signing autographs for things, and they were doing, a, I think, a podcast meet and greet. And I just walking by to look over, and I had that moment of like, I know that guy. And I probably gave <laughs> the strangest look, and it clicked. I'm like, that, that's that's the guy, and I could, at the time I couldn't even think of his name. Like that's the guy, the guy from 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 Fanboys and 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 all the it's it's him and, and the Fantastic Beast. Yeah, yeah, that's the guy. And I was dumbfounded for a minute, and I just I, I kept walking by because he was doing stuff. But you just look over, you're like, oh, hey, there you are. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> that's pretty funny. And, but uh, yeah, so one thing that we all know about this con and it's one thing that we've kind of made a staple of of get geekish is going to cons is cosplay and we know that san diego comic-con is renowned for the amazing cosplays that show up and i know that you guys didn't really you 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 dressed up in your comfy cosplays because i mean you traveled right you you flew out there you don't want to pack a costume but Mm. i know for a fact you took that very nice camera and you got some epic footage because again san diego comic-con is one of the ones that is known for cosplays people will dress up and not even go into the con and they'll just stand outside with their cosplays on here's my beef i got a beef with this there were some great cosplays there's some amazing ones i don't i want to take them down it's interesting though because with the sheer size of san diego going on you go to some other cons and percentage wise you're looking at you know 20 30 percent of people there dressed up Mm mm-hmm at San Diego, I would say maybe 5%. What? Well, for good reason. Because it is hot as get out. <laughs> it was 85 degrees with 85% humidity and everybody's standing outside in the sun in the line. Anyone that has ever been to San Diego Comic-Con before, if their plan is not to go wait and walk in last minute into the first part of air conditioning inside they can find, they're not dressing up at the con. If you got foam armor and body paint you're not strutting around outside in the sunlight for four hours like looking for photos you'll die <laughs> you mean the internet lied to me the, so like you know all these blogs and videos that we see and everything like that and all the shoots they make it look like everybody is dressed up head to toe and then they're outside and doing all these cool shots well, and see and maybe i had a slightly different take because i've been to so many cons that it wasn't like the you never see this anywhere right i, I have plenty of them to compare in the past but it also the weather made it it was you know, hotter than normal, and they had the mask policy in effect, so a lot of people had to wear masks as well, and that also defers a lot of cosplayers who want to dress up. It's one thing to worry about. So, was, and it was, I, I think they said it ended up being like seventy or eighty percent capacity of what it normally is this year. Mm. So, you know, you throw all those factors in, and there, like I said, there were some great ones, but not as many all over the place. And it seemed like people wanted to get pictures of them there. There was a couple of big name, like magazines and newspapers there trying to get photos of people. And let me get to the camera story in a second. I'm a little upset about that when you say the nice camera. <laughs> um, but if you go in like the lobbies, like sometimes you think, oh, the, the exhibit floor is a terrible place to get pictures of people in cosplay because it's just too crowded, too many people. Exhibit hallways, oh, there's plenty of room. Every person that had a decent costume, if they stopped and posed for a picture. It was like vultures. Just 20 or 30 people come running over with their phones and cameras and start taking pictures. Like, it was a madhouse. And every reporter there, anybody had a decent camera, if somebody was in costume and they struck a pose, it was just a free reign of every angle. Every, look, 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 look. Which was a little unnerving. 
Right. Well, I mean, so, I mean, we've experienced that at other cosplays, but that's, or cons, but that sounds like it's on a whole different level. Yeah. And that was when it goes back to being the letdown of some of the cosplayers, because again, there were some great ones, but everybody always seemed to be in such a hurry at this one. I got, we got some good video footage, met some great people, had some fun with people, but on a whole, the majority of people that we stopped to get a video, they were nice, but you could just feel that like, uh, yeah, we can, we can stop and do something real quick. I've, you know, and that I've got to be someplace, or I'm hot, or I'm hungry, or my friend's saving a place in line, or I've got to get back, like, because everybody always just had to be somewhere else because everything mm-hmm. was just constantly going on. And I didn't get to see half of it. I got the video that we made, we put up on YouTube, and I was super proud of it. And then I look and see some of the other cosplay videos around. I look at some videos. I was at that convention, and I can't even say I saw a third of the ones in some of these other <laughs> videos. I'm like, where were they? I was there all weekend. How did they see all these people that I did? Like, you go to Denver Fan X, if somebody has a giant Galactus costume, if you're there all weekend, you saw it, no matter what. Everybody there saw it. Mm-hmm. These costumes, I mean, I, I looked on Insta, Instagram later, and Jessica Nigu is there, dressed up as a pyramid head, in like four-foot heels. Mm-hmm. In theory, you probably should have been able to see her from across the exhibit hall. Nope. <laughs> nope. No, no idea. <laughs> Um, and cameras, I was upset because I didn't bring my super nice camera because... Oh, I thought you did. Well, <laughs> I emailed San Diego Comic-Con because their specific rules say you can't have selfie sticks or anything part of your camera that attaches that to bring it further away from your body because it's a, it's a hazard to bring in there. So I sent them an email with a picture of my gimbal and said, can I bring this? And they're like, no, you're not allowed to have that in there. So I'm like, well, crap. So I had a new gimbal that I couldn't bring, left it at home, brought the old camera. I get up, first 10 minutes I'm in there. There's people with selfie sticks. There's people with cameras. There's a guy with entire backpack stabilizing system with like four foot arms sticking out of his side, walking around taking video and pictures of people. I'm like, I hate you guys so much right now. Well, now you know. Well, I mean, that seems to, so. Okay, that seems like to be it's a consistent around every con is they'll have these rules that nobody follows. Yeah, yeah. But so. uh, we're we're getting short on time, or so we've experienced the inside of the con. Uh, one other plus for San Diego Con, the food inside was not that great, but it also was not horribly expensive. That's good. I mean, it was pricey because it was con food, but I'm pretty sure it was a lot less than the prices at Fan Expo Denver for food. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, and outside was the other part of outside. If you weren't a part of Comic-Con, there was still all kinds of stuff set up outside. The entire area over by the gas lamp district and by some of the hotels, the Marriott next door had an entire Dragon Ball photo all set up back where they had giant, like, 30 foot tall Dragon Ball Z sculptures to take photos with and an arcade and a pinball arcade you could play with. Um, I think FX had a horror walkthrough you could do. Abbott Elementary had a big thing you could walk through. Again, we didn't get through those because we didn't want to stand in line for hours. They had the House of the Dragon for Game of Thrones. Some people said it was cool, but first day we were there, well, Thursday, I think Friday we were there, we're like, oh, we can go look. And like, oh, it's a four hour wait. Nah, that's wait. Saturday, like, oh, it's an eight hour wait. Nah, we're not going to do that. (laughs) <laughs> we walked over Sunday morning about 8.30 in the morning, and they're like, oh, yeah, line's capped for the day. Squeeze wow. me? So we didn't go see inside that, but, I mean, it was just, you know, 20 or 30. Every TV show and TV studio and movie studio had something out there. And so, and the, the biggest thing to me that was cool about San Diego Comic-Con is it felt like you there, anything was possible. Because you go back and look after the places that we were at, and I had my few celebrity run-ins, but I see it happened all over the place because there's things happening all over the place. You never know when and where. 
So there are some people just fixing the, got a picture of Patrick Stewart waving at people from the IMDb boat while they were waiting in line to get in line for some other place like that. Um, the whole cast of Resident Alien with Alan Tudyk and stuff went over to the little photo op set up outside of Comic-Con for the Resident Alien. And they actually started spent a half an hour taking photo ops with people out there, just unannounced, you know, like, oh, hey, come check it out. Um, Bruce Campbell went there and autographed a pizza cart <laughs> by the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness thing. Like, just all oh, kinds awesome. of random things that can just happen anywhere, but you have to have a little bit of luck and a lot of patience to get anything to happen. So what would you do? if Say you get lucky enough to go next year, but what are you going to do different? Um, or what What advice, rather? say, What would you do different? What advice would you give to somebody who's going next year? I, advice I'd give to somebody is if you're going to go, you just need to temper your expectations and you need to read all those blogs and find out exactly what you want to get out of it. Because if you're going because you want to be a part of those exhibit hall shows... You need to have a little bit of a plan going in of when and where you're going to have to be in line and how long you're going to be in line, all that kind of stuff. And if you're prepared for it and you're expecting that, you will probably absolutely love it. If you're expecting to show up and just walk in and see all your favorite celebrities left and right, you're going to be sorely disappointed. Um, do some stretching and walking beforehand. We, we averaged 30-plus thousand steps a day every day we were there. Dang. And we weren't even, like, trying hard to go extra. That was just... Walk, 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 walk. <laughs> um, and I, that's, I, I keep telling people right now, I keep waffling back and forth. I'm super glad I went. I loved lots about it. And if I was given the chance to go again, I would go. But I don't know if I would go out of my way to try and go through the whole shebang to get into it again. Because... Mm everything's such a lottery system you have to wait you have to you know try and get tickets you have to try and get a lottery for hotels you have to try and get in line for stuff that's i i'm a grumpy old man so if by happenstance <laughs> yay if if eh, eh. so i mean there you go i mean the, the, that's just scratch the surface like Bino said there's tons of other blogs out there check out our video too um of some of the cosplays um because like you said, you didn't even get all of them. You're like, wait, what? Yeah, like but, the, uh, the, 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 for the not being everyone dressed up, the people that did dress up were they did a good job. <laughs> yeah. So check check out that video. Um, it's up on our website, geekish.com, and or it's on our socials. But uh, yeah, I mean, next if you do go next year, bring your rig. So you oh. have that. <laughs> and we got more rigs coming because we got um, what, what is there? Uh, NDK Mon Monster Day coming up. NDK Denver coming up. Fort Collins Comic Con coming up. Uh, and Fanex Salt Lake all coming up. That we're going to be at too. So got lots of videos to be made. <laughs> yay! Yay! <laughs> so that's my take on San Diego Comic Con. You know, the good, the bad. It was a good time. It was overwhelming and awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we'll talk to you again next week with something nerdy, Derek. It's been fun as always, and uh, yes, sir. we'll talk to you soon. Bye.